Hey, yo, what up? This is Rutherford. We have a special podcast series here where I interviewed a former student by the name of Moses who came into class. He is, um, and you'll hear this on some of the the episodes here. This is going to be a five-part series as he talked to every class um, that I had, and I recorded them, thankfully, because he dropped some serious wisdom, and it was quite different for each class period. So um, I will go through these with you, and you will notice that they are super different. I will name them differently, like Moses period one, Moses period two, blah, blah, blah. And um, it's fantastic stuff. It's it's wonderful to listen to. Um, these are obviously long form, like 30 minutes each, which you're probably already seeing. So um, thank you for, for joining me, and please let me know what you think about this man. Enjoy. What did I miss? Yeah, we ran a couple marathons together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Long time. Um, so this guy knows how to struggle. So tell us about struggle. Struggles. Like, how do you view struggles? How do you view stress and struggle? Mm, it's just a necessary part of life. If you avoid it, it's just going to come back more. Because uh, if you don't want to struggle, if you take the easy way out, the easy way is usually the shortest way, you know? And... What happens if you take the shortest way to things? You come at the hard way. And uh, how I see it is, and obstacles are always going to be for you. They're always going to be in your way. So make the best of them and go through it. Nobody, uh, I have a question for y'all though. When you were born, who said you was going to be happy in life? Nobody. That's always. So why, <laughs> so <laughs> like why do we fear our struggles? No. It's uncomfortable. Like I understand. Like, like nobody wants to wake up at freaking two o'clock in the morning just to go suffer in a cold gym. But is it necessary? No, it's not necessary. But do I get to do it? Hell yeah, I get to do it. And so that's how I see it. Is uh, I always welcome struggle. It's like I feel like we've downplayed the importance of aggression because we, as a society, have associated with uh, toxic masculinity but I don't like just mean like physical aggression but also aggression toward the goals too you know you want it you go after it in an aggressive way and there's nothing stopping you except yourself yeah so as Rutherford told you my childhood was it wasn't the best but if I were to go back there now I'll be fine like things would be a lot more easy to deal with because I have all of these mechanisms now to deal with any type of thing that might befall me. So, like pursuing medical school, yeah, no, it's like it's like ten years. Yeah, I think why I'm gonna be what twenty seven by the time I'm done. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You guys are also gonna be what twenty five, twenty four. So why not be getting paid for a choice you make now instead of paying for a choice you make now? You know, yeah. And if you guys were a sophomore? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I freaking loved my sophomore year. It was nice. Rutherford was here. I, oh, I was the class clown, too. Like, I was, but I still got my work done, though. Like, as much as I like interacting with people, making new friends, I also understood that I just had to do my work, too. And that was a privilege, really, because having to wake up socks. Socks are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. Shoes, man, nice. And so, 
It's even the little things, enjoying the little things in life too, and realizing how fortunate you are to be in this situation. That makes things a lot more better, you know? Because, well, if you've heard the saying, you know, like this, someone always has it worse than you. For the longest time in my life, I was that person that had it worse than everyone else. Mm. But that's the funny thing about struggle. It's going to end eventually. You know, just as the good times are going to end too, the bad times are also going to end too. And this is going to give rise to more good times and more bad times. Yeah. So um, Moses took AP, um, eight AP classes, four of them junior year, um, four of them senior year, junior year being like the toughest year, and took all eight AP tests and only passed three of them. So what would you say you learned about yourself and school and struggling with mountains of homework and assignments? I say you got to take things one day at a time, you know. And even though I didn't pass those exams, I don't regret taking them. They really it showed me who I was and what I was made of at those times. Uh, I struggled a lot. And I often find myself pulling all-nighters, and that's why, after that, I promised myself I, I never sacrifice sleep for school. Like, uh, I'm not gonna do that. If I have homework due tonight, I'm gonna go to sleep. I'll do it tomorrow. If it's due tonight, and the professor's like, it's due tonight, I'll say, I'm not gonna do that tonight, I'll do it tomorrow. And if you accept it, you accept it. Doesn't accept it, it's not my problem anymore. And so, yeah, I stopped losing sleep over school. And it's great because, in the grand scheme of things, it's insignificant. So you do, you always talk about this like grades are not the most important thing to get at school. The most important thing is to like learn and learn more about yourself and learn more about your studying and to improve as a person. That's true, but you're also out here getting 4.0s. So how do you like, how do you explain that potential contradiction. The 4.0 is just like a side bonus of me working toward being a well-rounded person, you know? Is, say every day, I wake up, what, 2.50 in the morning, and I go to the gym. There's no AC in the gym in the winter, it's like 28 degrees, it's very cold. And I have to work out and do a lot of physical things, which is also stimulus in the body too, and the mind, but, after that, and I start my day, there's basically nothing I can do. It's just for the mind to go to just get it done. Because I already struggle in the morning. Now, this is just more mental stuff. And after all that, it's, just, it's, it's like nothing, you know? So even though, like, I say, working the world, being a better person is more important, and it is. Because, let me see, how many of you guys remember what you got on your first, first grade test? Ah, it doesn't matter, right? real don't matter even like they're not going to ask you oh what was you what was your gpa back in high school down the line when you start working in the real world nobody's going to care and so that's why i say but what's going to matter is who you are are you somebody who's going to give up each time something's get you know things get hard or gonna do with it you know just like you shouldn't fear confrontation just like you shouldn't fear hard times the struggle it's what makes you you. It isn't the blood that flows through your veins that makes you who you are.
God has that one shot on the battlefield of life that makes you who you are. So, I want to hear a little bit about your research now um, that you got started right before you started college and then how that kind of evolved um, over the last two years. When I first started, it's like I was coming from a place with so little knowledge, you know? I'm talking to people who've been doing these things for like a decade, like three decades, you know? And to me, it's like if you guys were in high school talking to a freaking baby, it's like you know so much. The gap in the knowledge is just so great. It's just, it gets intimidating. And even the younger people that were also, some of them, they went to better high school still, like basics. And so they just had the opportunity to learn a lot more than I did. But as time went on, I began to realize that as long as you keep on trying, you can catch up and you can eventually pass them too. And I did. And so it isn't that I'm smart, you know. I just, I'm just willing to uh, to go through a lot more than a lot of people. It's just, yeah. So you, like, a bunch of kids um, that, that I teach now, they struggle with anxiety, depression, and phone addiction. So, um, that's, those aren't things that are necessarily issues for you, but what you've, you've certainly been around people that have anxiety, depression, and phone addiction. So what can you kind of say about those people and certain things that you do in your life to avoid falling into those traps? All right, that's a very good question. Um, Nine times out of ten, people that I have met who are struggling with, with like anxiety, depression, is they don't have a very strong physical health. Like, it's just as simple as that. Sometimes, just go work out, you know? Take care of yourself physically. If you spend all this time worrying about what you cannot control, yeah, then you can't control it. So what? Move on. That's how I see it. It's like, I think on my first chemistry exam, organic chemistry, I got like a freaking 63. And I was like, damn. That is like really, it like shocked me. And then I was like, oh shit. I have to find better ways of doing this. And that's when I just stopped going to my professor's office hours. I know it seems contradictory, like the professor is there to help you. But I took matters into my own hand and started doing things on my own outside of class. And then the next exam came and also didn't go too well. But <laughs> it didn't change anything though. But that was the time where a lot of people started changing their majors. Like classes go hard and they're like, oh, I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I'm going to change to you know, something a lot easier. But nah, nah, nah. I, I, I don't back down from challenges and go through it. Then kept it again. And then I finished a class with a 95. Mm. With the way I started, if I had given up in the middle, I never would have figured out I was going to finish a class with a 95. And so yeah, uh, from what I've seen, you guys are a lot smarter than me. Like sometimes a lot of things for you guys is gonna come naturally. And it is important for you to uh, strengthen your weaknesses and rely on your strengths for that. 
if you focus too much on what you're good at and leave yourself open for what you're bad at, you're going to be like well, a one-trick pony, and that's going to hit you hard when you, adult world comes to. It's just, I don't know, it's like you guys are sophomores, still have like a lot of time to go. But one thing I have learned is I promise you this. What you don't do is just as important as what you do. You can come here, you don't do your work. And that's just as important as you doing your work. It's just the results are going to vary depending on what you do. So uh, make your choice and you know fight your battles. That, uh, yeah, it's not like I don't get stressed or like tired. No, no, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Of course I do. It's like I'm a person too, you know. I got my struggles. You got your struggles too. It's just I just have better ways of dealing with my stress and my tiredness. Yes, you um, taking care of your body is like your physical health is really important to you, and that's one of the that's probably the first thing that we connected on as I was coaching track and cross country, and you were you were in that, and then we would go on runs, and you would be asking me questions about AP Bio before we even got into AP Bio because you were just kind of curious about that, and that I think kind of like stemmed your interest in science, um, but you. You talk about sleep being a, a priority. You go to bed every single day at 7.30. You wake up every single day at 2.50 a.m. You go to the gym. You eat right. You avoid sugar. No drugs. It's just like taking care of all that physical stuff that, as you said, and as I know, and, and me too, struggles. I mean, we both have ADD, which gives you a higher likelihood of being addicted to stuff and so we've just kind of shifted our addictions to work out endorphins um, so that we don't fall into those other traps and we take care of our bodies so I guess like that just kind of sets the foundation for being able to do the rest of the stuff that you do like your mind is free to like think about a variety of different things. That's true. How many of you guys have family who has some addiction? Like addiction runs in the family? Exactly. So now that you know that, right? It becomes your responsibility to make sure that you don't become addicted. If you know alcoholism runs in your family and you choose to drink alcohol, who's gonna feel sorry for you? I'm saying. I'm not gonna feel sorry for you because you know it, and I know it, and you still chose to do it. If I tell you, hey, man, the stove is hot, don't put your hand on it, and you put your hand on it, that's not my problem, is it? All right, so the teachers have been telling you, like, I'm pretty sure your parents have also been giving you advices to, like, pay attention in school, you know, do your work, get good grades so you can go to college, right? They tell you all that. If you don't do it and high school ends, who's going to feel sorry for you? All right, so... That's why you meet a lot of people in life, they're going to tell you, oh, you know, do what makes you happy, right? Nah, 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 nah. It's a privilege for you to do what makes you happy, but it's a moral obligation to do something that benefits those around you. If it's, if, even if it means you sacrificing your happiness for the moment so that other people can enjoy too, and that's okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's just not about putting yourself first, but it's about putting others together. So what I've come to learn is that the way I view things is not the way a lot of people view things. Me, the things I want to do is I want to do it in a way that we all benefit, that 
good-hearted people like me, just we all move together. Mm. As a society, we focus too much on our differences that we neglect the core facts that we are more alike than we are unalike. My experiences, I have experiences, you have experiences too. We can all come together, put our heads together, and figure out a problem or a solution. It can be that simple. But everybody is so distracted. That's why, you see, we have too many distractions, too many separations. This party, this party, politics, religion, everything is so divided. Mm. But yeah, we want to have peace in the world. If we can even agree on, like, a simple thing, you see? So all of that is like, me personally, I know I have no control over any of that. How somebody else behaves, no control over that. How I respond to it is what I have control over. And nine times out of 10, if a person were to do you wrong, and you, do, you, don't, you don't retaliate, just let it go. If you let it go, somewhere down the line, they're gonna realize that they did you wrong, and that's gonna weigh on their conscience. But you're gonna be fine because you didn't do anything to them. You're gonna live your life just fine. Your, your slate is gonna be clean, and you're gonna move on. I realized that a lot. And also, I had a lot of friends do, like I said, I was the class clown. Basically, the entire school knew who I was when I was here. Like, everybody knew my name. And that was good. Like, you know, always, but I never, like, wanted the attention. It just happened because I was a good person, and I treated everybody with kindness and respect. Like, it didn't matter who you are. I chose to learn everybody's names, and yeah, even now in college, I'm just learning more people's names, too, and just opportunity to just come in because of how I am. It's like now people were sending me links to apply for scholarships that I didn't even know were possible, all because you met the right people and you did the right things. And uh, it is a lot more easy for you to do the wrong thing than it is to do the right thing. But what you have to understand, one wrong thing holds more weight than one right thing, right? You guys understand that, right? So see it like this, right? You can go your entire life without ever touching drugs or alcohol, right? What happens one day if you touch it? You get addicted, right? You deal everything the right way the first time, but next time you just touch it once and that's it, your entire life is ruined. So one good thing and one bad thing, they don't weigh the same. That being said, I'm gonna come back in May and instead of me talking to y'all, I want you guys to talk to me too. You guys give me advices. How your life has been going for the past three months since I last seen you, what you've learned, and what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Any questions? Nah. Yeah, just, the world is already a hard place. Like I said, like, if you look around, people, they don't really want to help each other, you know? It's like, even the school system. I have met people who their in-state tuition is more expensive than their out-of-state tuition, right? And especially a lot of us from poor families, and we don't have the opportunity to pay for colleges, and we don't want to take out loans because that's going to fuck us up for a long time down the line. The best thing we have now is like high school to get good grades so that you know we at least have a fighting chance to change the future too. So I just see it as do what you have to do. My parents never got the chance to truly pursue their education. They're smart people. My father was a smart man, but it's just, things happen and he just died. How many of you believe that everything happens for a reason? Why? It but it only happened for a reason after it has happened, right? All right. So sometimes 
we're just the subjects of random events and incomprehensible obstacles. You know? Sometimes shit just happens. There's no reason for it. Sometimes they happen because they happen. You were just there at that time when it happened. Mm. It had to be it could have been someone else, but it just it was you because you were there at that time. And so you're here. You have control over your own destiny. You can see the world from the lens of a victim or you can see the world from the lens of somebody who's in control of their own destiny. You know? So do what you gotta do. I say, but take it one day at a time though. Be kind to yourself too and be kind to others. Is it yeah, that, that one day at a time thing is really important for you and important for everyone to like. You can get, you can get all inspired and motivated one day from listening to someone say something, but for you, it's about what you do every single day. It's about like the practice and the work that you put in every day. Every single day. Yeah. It's just 10 seconds a day, one minute a day, a whole year later, it's gonna make a lot of difference. It's just the little habits, they build up. The little habits, they build up. Same thing. So what happens if you start smoking today, you smoke tomorrow, and then suddenly, 10 years later, you can't even stop yourself. The doctor is telling you, hey man, you gotta cut that out or you're gonna die. And now you got kids. And what happens when you die? They're gonna struggle too. So the choices you make now, even though they might not seem to affect you now, they're gonna affect you later too. Yeah, so when I come back, you know, just tell me what you guys have been up to. Give me advices too. And I'll be willing to listen and learn from you guys too.